All right, everybody, welcome to This Is Our Year. You ready for this? It is the Minnesota Football Show. Rebrand. Yeah, yeah. No, we're here for it. Uh, not trying to get sued by the NFL. They're not doing that, that we, Not that we're anywhere near uh, that point, but you just never know, you know? Yeah, we don't want to get shut down by the the big man. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so screw the man. We are now the Minnesota football show. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Feels good. I'm here for it. Same show, different name. If you remember it being. Hey, and it is still our year. Let's not forget that. That is true. This is still our year. But if you remember the show being called something else, no, you don't. You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) all right well anyway we are here to talk about the vikings and the commanders but before we get into that just want to you know bring up a couple of things first of all uh this show is sponsored (laughs) by manscaped yeah right no no i wish huh but uh no honestly in all seriousness uh adam zimmer the former co-defensive coordinator of the Vikings passed away this week. He was, he was not old. Um, 38, I believe. Yeah. 38 years old, just a tragedy. Um, So obviously, you know, our thoughts and prayers and concerns are with Mike Zimmer and his family. Cause that's just, you know, that's, that's just terrible. Everything you heard about Adam Zimmer is, you know, everybody loved to, everybody loved working with him. You know, he seemed like he was a great guy. Uh, he was with the Bengals right now, right? Yeah, yeah. He he was the an offensive analyst for the Bengals. So, I mean, certainly, certainly a guy lost too soon. That's just just tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Anyway, you know, on, on some some brighter news, we can move on. But again, uh, Zimmer family, thoughts and prayers go out to you. This is unbelievable. Big ups. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, Zadarius Smith, not only was he the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, he is also your NFC Defensive Player of the Month. Future Whoa. NFC Defensive Player of the Year, maybe? Maybe. We, we're headed in the right direction, if we're being honest. Hey, let's not just stop at NFC. Let's go for the entire league defensive player of the year. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. With the Green Bay Packers paying most of his salary. Love it. Yeah. No, love it. Absolutely. I believe he got six sacks during the month of October. And we also had a bye week during October. So nobody played better than him. By a lot. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, incredible, incredible. Um, another thing that I saw, you know, okay, Kirk Tober is officially done. Are you lately, sure about that? Lately, Kirk Vember has actually been where Kirk has uh has made a lot of success. Really? Tell us yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, no, I've uh. I just saw something about it. Let's see if I can find uh, stats on Kirk Cousins during the month of November. <laughs> but you'd be surprised. It, 
I think it's it might actually be better than October at this point. No. Well, you don't believe me? Don't don't say that, Mikey. What do you mean? We can't we can't out meme Kirktober. I don't know what Kirk's giving. I suppose you're right. Let's yeah, yeah, Kirk's giving. I believe no, this was this is a thing. I did not make up Kirk Vember. Hmm. All right. Did, did any of you uh look at the thing that I sent into the group chat on Twitter? Oh, when did you one? do that? Oh yeah, the um the thing about how Dalvin Cook well, nobody has had a hundred rushing yards for the Vikings against Washington, right? Except since two thousand eleven. Yeah, the last time it was Toby Gerhardt. <laughs> oh, legend. Okay, I, I've got something here. This is this is just last year. Through four November games, Kirk Cousins had a passer rating of 109.4 with 1,060 yards, nine touchdowns, and one interception. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like wow. It. He's playing very, very <laughs> well through November. So, you know, obviously we can we can just hope for that. But I think we'll move on. Obviously, we have the biggest news, maybe the biggest news of the league during the trade deadline. Um, Vikings, the highest graded, I saw. Oh, yeah. Vikings have traded within the division once again. This seems like it's going to be a pattern with Kwesi Adafo Mensa as the GM. He, he has no problem doing business within the he's division. Got, he's got some big balls. Oh, yeah. No, maybe somebody should tell him that he can trade with other hours. teams. Huh? Maybe somebody should tell him that he can trade outside of the division. Maybe right. So maybe, like, maybe he doesn't even know. Think no, he, maybe he question, just thinks that's you know, the only. You can even trade out of the conference too. If you, you can trade to the AFC if you want. <laughs> but anyway, we are glad that that didn't happen in this one because the Vikings acquired T.J. Hawkinson, just a stud, and we fleeced them too. I mean. Yeah. A second and a third round pick? That's like essentially like not – yeah, the second round pick is kind of a lot, but we can even just get that back, you know? That's right. Like... Right. No, that's super attainable. So I believe what the what the trade entailed, the Vikings give, what, a second round pick for next year and a third round pick the year after that? Yeah. And, and get... in return, we get – A fourth for this year. A fourth round pick next year. And a conditional fourth round pick the year after. And I believe the condition is that it stays a fourth round pick if the Vikings don't win a playoff game. If they win a playoff game, then it becomes a fifth round pick. But either way, that's what a haul, huh? Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, cannot believe it. You know, it, uh, it, it's just, it's mind blowing. It is absolutely mind blowing. You know, the Vikings, I saw the Vikings also have never had a first rounder. A first round tight end, I think it was take the field for them since like nineteen sixty something. That's nuts. No, yeah, that is that is absolutely nuts. Uh, you know, okay, I, I've got a question for you before we get too far into all of this. How well do you remember last season? All right, so who won the last one? That was Carrie won the last one and yep. ten seven. So Austin, this is your question. Should you choose? To accept it. Are you ready? Yeah. How many catches did TJ Hawkinson grab against the Vikings through two games last year? I'm going to pass it to Carrie. Ooh. 
I'm going to say in two games, 12. Okay. Okay. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. All right, Austin, it's back to you. Uh, um, so, Kerry, you said 12 in two games. Because uh, I think he had a really good game against us. Well, or was that this season when we went that he had the really good game? Um, no, because I have a feeling like he had like one game maybe where he had like nine catches. You know, I'm just going to – it's going to hurt me. I'm going to go 13 just so if it's higher than Kerry's 12, then I'm good. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'll go with 13. Well, I think your strategy did not pay off. It was six catches through two games. Really? Yes. Only six? Yeah, no, only six. I believe he Do had you have the yardage, yardage and touchdowns on that? Yeah, give me a second. I will pull that up. Um, TJ Hawkinson versus the Vikings. Interesting. I thought it was I thought it was more. I thought it was, you know, between two games, like probably twelve catches for what, like hundred and fifty yards, probably. No, no. Uh he's interestingly enough, against the Vikings, his highest yardage, it was uh it was during December of last year. Forty nine yards off of four catches. Huh. Yeah, no, uh the most catches he's ever had against the Vikings is five catches. But no, through those two games, he had 49 and 22. So that makes 71 yards and yeah. a touchdown. Huh. But I mean, that's one of those things where I think it just goes to show the utilization was just off, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, and he was still the best player on their, you know, of their weapons. I think probably the best player on their offense is still that one. I think it's their center, Frank Ragnow, is playing. Still has been like their elite piece, centerpiece on that offense. But as far as you know, talent goes between the people that like get the ball. I'd say he was probably number one. DeAndre if, not not short behind. I'd say if DeAndre Swift's healthy. But and then the same thing goes with Amonra St. Brown. If Amonra is getting the ball, he's he's another good guy as well. But TJ Hawkinson really just seemed like that guy that was going to be there for a long time. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It seems like if you get one of those guys, you hang on to him because generally with the tight end position, you you don't have to pay nearly as much as like a wide receiver. No, not not even close. No, no, their average pay is is far less than a wide receiver. So I, I, I just don't understand why the Lions, first of all, would ship him out, and second of all, would ship him out within the division to a team that's hot that they have to face twice a year. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they think they're going to get great returns from it. I, I genuinely don't know what the strategy is there. Well, right. The question I have. I'm of the belief, I'm of the belief that a great player – is definitely going to be worth more than picks just about any time. You're taking a risk on picks. Your player's yeah. proven, you know. That's great. What were you saying, Austin? I'm sorry. Um, do we know what how long his contract was? I mean, I'm not really good at knowing around the league how long people are still on contract. Maybe well, that was thing. a thing. Well, he is uh, – well, that's actually part of the reason why Kwesi wanted to go out and get him because he still has one more year of his rookie deal on his contract next year. Yep. So it looks like next year is going to be the time probably to extend him because I believe he's going to be about 
a little over nine million against the cap next year, which isn't terrible, but like that's that's definitely something that's it's because for. they tagged him. It's because they franchise tagged him. Oh really? Yep. Mm. Well, that's probably it. I mean, thinking like you play four years in Detroit, he they know he's probably not gonna sign again, like you said, Terry. I mean, Terry, he's like the he's the top guy on the offense basically that's healthy all yeah. the time. What I so he, yeah, what I heard is that they you know, this is the final year in his rookie contract, and he only costs like 400k right now, or 900k, or something like that. And then um, they picked up the fifth year option, which was nine nine million. Yeah, right, right. I mean, and that was one of the things that really, really attracted Quasi, uh, obviously, to to this pick. Just for sure, it's not yeah. really going on the books this year. Like it's it's pennies essentially, and they might not even have to pay that nine million if they decide to extend him this off season. Exactly. So I mean it, it's a huge, huge, mega win for the Vikings here. Getting oh, a franchise yeah. tight end, you know, for Herb the next... Smith. Who? Yeah, I mean you feel bad for for you a guy do, like but him. you know they'll, you know, maybe if he does come back, we'll just be elite at that point but i right i mean i just let him go and then retire randy moss's number speaking of a lot of people are probably wondering why tj's not wearing 88 it's because uh alan page uh former viking from the olden olden days was 88 and his number is retired yes you mean uh minnesota what state justice alan page (laughs) yep he's the guy yeah but uh yeah, no that that makes that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, no, just super super excited to see him suit up. Um, I've got the feeling that this is going to be a faster turnaround to get him, you know, working into the offense entirely. Maybe faster than some people expect, just because he's he's in full playing shape already, which is a huge advantage. And that was something that. Uh, that Quasi was talking about as well. So yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like yes, but it's not going to be anything crazy. We're not going to be hitting him with deep balls or anything. Like, don't expect a 100 yard game tomorrow. I don't think at all. Hmm. You know. Okay, this actually brings me to my to my hot take about this game. I think uh, T.J. Hawkinson he pulls a CMC. He gets a passing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. Now, that is hot, Mikey. That is really hot. Yeah, I, that's what we're here for. See, right there, I that just shows how bad my anatomy is. I thought your hot take was he's going to get injured and pull <laughs> something. Uh, but that would With be interesting. McCaffrey. <laughs> I tore my CMC. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I was thinking. I was like, "Oh no, what is that? Is that like next to your MCL?" Or <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. No, you're good. My hot take is Kirk is gonna go off. We're gonna get you like that game. You yeah, guys. this is a this is the first time that he is traveling back to face the team that drafted him. He did face them at home in 2019 uh, in Minnesota and beat them 19 to nine. Was not a flashy game. I remember it. They, uh, I think they had their color rush jerseys for that game, and everybody was so hyped about it. But it ended up being pretty boring. So hopefully, this one gets a little bit more exciting. I, I hope it's you like that game. That. 
I have a pretty unfortunate hot take. Who? This is we're gonna lose this game. That is my no. hot take. No. Here's my thing. You know, I, and I was talking to my dad about it. You know, I'm we're not used to the winning. You know, and I'm looking at it this way. It's like you guys know how it was really nice out this week. And it's like, are you kidding me? It's like November at this point. And it's, you know, it's like 75 degrees. Are you kidding me? Like, it's like close to 70 degrees. It's really nice out. November, like we're, we've just, we don't even know why we have this nice weather. At some point, we're going to get the 30 degrees freezing. You know, I think this is that game where we're unfortunately gonna have to drop one at some point and i just i'm getting bad vibes from this game Oof. i uh I, I don't like to hear that i don't either trust me i don't like saying it. it it feels like i'm i'm cursing in front of my mother but i just i i don't like it i don't like where this is going um that front seven for washington is still really good i but I don't have a statistic related hot take. I just, my hot take is that we are going to lose. It's just the vibes, huh? Yep. Well, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not encouraging to see. Well, first of all, we got Cameron Dantzler who is questionable for this game with a neck injury, but Dalvin Tomlinson is out. Um, It's going to be a test on the defense. Those are two pretty, two pretty big name defenders that were, well, one for sure we're not having, and most I'm assuming with a neck injury you're not playing. Yeah, um, I mean I don't know how serious it is, but he is he is listed on questionable on uh, the Vikings injury report. But uh, I think it would be better. This is a game that I think we could maybe play with not full like um a full like kind of starting lineup on defense that we could move in some other reserve players. If there was a team to do it against, I do think Commanders are one of those teams. But then again, going to what you said, Kerry, that sounds like an ingredient to a loss is by saying stuff like that. Yeah, I, for me, I think this is just going to be this is going to be a test for the run defense. I think more than anything, because you know the past defense, you know they've been able to make some plays lately, but throughout the season, they've been far from. <laughs> They've been they've been actually toward the bottom of the league as far as you know just pass defense yards allowed, but our run defense has actually you know kind of come into their own. But it's going to be a real test without Dalvin Tomlinson there in the middle. You're going to be relying a lot more on uh, Jonathan Bullard, uh, Ross Blacklock, and uh, Harrison Phillips to really take up the slack. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm just getting some weird vibes. You know, our away. We're away. It's that Washington team is hungry because that division is, you know, dog eat dog in there. And I think Taylor Heineke, he's, you know, he's got some weird joke, like mojo about him where he's, you know, he's hot right now and Mm -hmm. he's proving that he can be the guy and that why did you guys even grab Carson Wentz? You know, you know, he's washed. So what time is the game at noon? No, no. And then it's Kirk Cousins. It's a Kirk. It's it, no. Clock. Uh, yeah. I, I have you guys seen like the it's usually like the tier list. It usually comes out every week after the games of like ranking the QBs. Yeah, is that uh like 
Big Cats QB rankings. Yeah, something like that. Well, this last week, Kirk was on the top, and the category was like, if all games were played at 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see, I've see. i seen that. They have uh, one of their tier rankings toward the bottom. One of the tiers is called Kirk Cousins. And lately, you've seen <laughs> like Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford thrown in there, but Kirk Cousins is actually toward the top. And the tier just below Kirk Cousins is Carson Wentz. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you see Aaron Rodgers in like the jail tier. Oh well, yeah, because this last week the two top ones were Kirk Cousins, and it was the if games were played at one p.m. And then the next one down was if all games were primetime games, and it was like Jacoby Brissett or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love to see it. Um, what was the other one? Uh, they had a, a elder abuse was another category, and they just throw Tom Brady and Matt Ryan in there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, no, you're right about this. uh, This Washington team, they seem to have uh, fire underneath them with Taylor Heineke at QB. He's been trusting Terry McLaurin a lot more than Carson Wentz ever did, which I mean, he's he's the best playmaker that they have. So, I mean, that that's only good for them. And have the Vikings really had to play like a playmaker wide receiver? Yeah. I suppose, and what did he do to us? You know, like 159 yards and a an amazing one-handed touchdown. That's what I'm saying. I I'm a little I'd be a little worried if I were Vikings fans. Just saying. I think it's I think it's fair to have a little bit of worry for Vikings fans. I think just because we've been through so much, you know, all we really know is loss. But I think you know, on the other side, it's a new coaching staff. You know, they. I don't know. They don't have that same that same baggage that we as fans have. So I think that's that's a little bit of something maybe to give you a little bit of hope going into this Sunday that a lot of people are new and they don't have the baggage that we have. The players do. Most of them. Yeah, not coaches. TJ Hawkinson. uh, Well, he comes from a losing culture, so I guess that's not really a a great example, but (laughs) I don't know. I think the team definitely got better this week. And I think that they've shown, I mean, they've shown a lot of good stuff and they've shown uh, improvement throughout the season, defensively, especially. And I think our offense, you know, took a huge step forward. They were looking for a field stretcher. You know, people were talking about, oh, maybe Brandon Cooks, maybe, uh, maybe Chase Claypool. Congrats to the Bears, by the way, for getting that, uh, getting Chase Claypool and then the Packers couldn't. Did you hear that? That uh, the Packers also put in a bid for him? Yep. Yeah, yeah I did. Honestly, I think I think Chase Claypool um is a really good fit for Chicago. Just with because <clears throat> they still have a young QB who he likes to run and I mean he's gotten better this last season for sure. But having a player like Chase Claypool who can almost play a Debo Samuel kind of role of you don't know whether he's gonna run the ball or if he's gonna be receiving the ball. I think it really kind of helps uh, – just kind of helps give a little more balance to that Chicago offense. So I do think it was a really good pickup for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and for me, like I said, I think the biggest thing is that the Packers didn't get anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so I'm always look- happy to see that. And, you know, I've got some Bears fans in my life who I care about very much. And uh, it's been a pretty tough season for them. I mean, they had a lot of fun during that Patriots game when uh, nobody gave the Bears a chance. But uh, 
No, I, I think this is great, and it's exactly what Justin Fields needs. Unfortunately, before it happened, they traded away two key defensive pieces. But, yeah, uh, yeah I thought they were just calling it a year. I thought they were going to just rebuild. Right, and see, that's I mean, that's I, think it, I still think they did. I think this is just the beginning phases of a rebuild. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think Chase Claypool coming to the Chicago Bears oh, that's now not is saving gonna... their franchise. No, no, it's, it's not really saving hard. their year. I think they've already kind of realized. I think a lot of the divisional teams in our division have already realized at this early stage, like, oh crap, our season is pretty much done. Because yeah, I saw the the playoff percentage chance right now is eighty nine. Yeah, wow. and there's no and like. Chicago's was like six. <laughs> you think it's hard enough to get into the division with that? I mean, look at the wild card spots right now. I mean, they're getting taken by teams that are literally a half a game away from winning their own division. Like, it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. I don't think Chicago is kind of looking forward to the end of the season. Like, I don't think they're. What they're doing now is to affect this season. I think it's a lot for the future and getting a lot of young talent to put around Justin Fields. Yeah, this seems like a long-term move for their offense and because, you know, some chatter has it that this next upcoming draft is not going to be an excellent uh, receiver class, or so they say. So that being said, I think it makes sense. You know, you trade... You trade some picks. Or uh, the free agency class. That's what right, I Right, exactly. Exactly. I think your top free agent receiver this year is going to be like Nicole Hardman. So, yeah. I mean, you trade some picks. You get a guy who has a lot of upside. Get him for your young QB, who you really need to build an offense. They probably should have been working more on it during this season, uh, during the draft, but you know, it looks like they're probably just going to end up drafting a lot of defense next year, which they mm-hmm. probably should if they, if they don't value the, those offensive players and go yeah. ahead and make a trade, get a guy on a rookie contract. That's what you do. I think that's a really good move for them. Did you guys see, Oh, I can't remember who it was. I think it's like some ESPN commentator and he was talking about like the Packers kind of this year and like how he feels about their fan base. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I, I can't remember his name. I'll have to look it up here in a second. But basically, he was like, he's like, I'm sick and tired of the Packers fan base. They have one bad season, and they're already calling for heads. He's like, Do you guys, are you guys not aware that in the last 30 years, 26 of those seasons, you've had an above 500 record? And he's like, in 25 of those seasons, you guys have made the playoffs. And he's like, the one year now that you don't, he's like, you guys want the GM's head. You want um, multiple coaches and coaching people like fired or hired or like get canned. And he's like, you guys are just a pathetic fan base. He's like, get over yourselves. He's like, you lost Devontae Adams. I can't remember. Or was it Cowherd maybe? I might have been Cowherd. I'll quickly have to look, but he was just ripping them a new one. He's like, get over it. You lost Devontae Adams and the Vikings got better. He's like, that's how football works. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those things where I feel like, you know, obviously going into this season, Packers, you know, they still they still wore the crown because nobody had taken it off of which I mean, like that's that's fair, you know, you're the king until you're not. But they're not taking it well. I mean, who would? I mean, it, not that we were ever taking it well when we had a losing record, but I don't know. Get over yourselves, Packers fans. Come on. It was from the herd, I believe. Yep, yep, that's uh 
Colin Cowherd. Yep. I yeah, did, I, I did see the headline of that. I think it said it said that they're like a toxic fan base or something like that. Or spo- spoiled or something like that. Yep, yeah. Yep, that's what it was. Spoiled rotten. Uh huh. Which is, I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah. No, I mean they've had they've had a Hall of Fame QB after Hall of Fame QB for a long time since. Give Jordan Love the mantle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Put some term. respect on his name. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look at let's look at uh, this upcoming slate of games this week. Obviously, we got the Vikings at Commanders. We've been talking about that, but there is a divisional matchup within our division. You got the Packers at the Lions. Let's go Lions! Yeah, I mean, let's go. I I, I really do feel like this is a bounce back game for the Packers, though. Unfortunately, as much as I'd love to see the Lions win, uh, well, first of all, they got rid of you know one of their key offensive weapons. So that certainly doesn't help them. And the Packers, believe it or not, they haven't been going up against like the worst teams. Uh, I mean, Washington Commanders, that was an embarrassing loss. But I mean, they showed a lot of fight. The Jets are a good team this year. Yeah, but still. They didn't look too good last week. Zach Wilson looked like he was reverting back to rookie form. Yeah, I mean, I think things are going to have to be different for the Jets over there after losing Brees Hall because it seemed like they really were looking hot going on a run uh, when Brees Hall was healthy. But then, you know, once he got injured, they kind of had to go back to the passing game. So was your fantasy team, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. I had Brees, you know, I was looking like I was really going to go on a run. But, uh, you know, back to the grind, you know, hitting the waivers, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it took a, took a tough loss. No, that it's really tough. Uh, I did draft him early, and, you know, I wasn't sure if it was going to pay off, but I think with what I got from him, you know, I, I definitely – I don't regret it, you know. It's just terrible to see a guy get injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, anyway, Packers and Lions. I don't know. We, are, we bears on, are Bears on bye? Who are they facing? No, the Bears uh, take on the Dolphins at home. At the Bears' home. Oh yeah, that's right. And I, that's a tough I have a one. feeling Tua is just gonna carve without those deep, without Roquan and um, yeah, yeah. He's just gonna have time. Well, that's did you see? Get did you see his him. last interview that he like one of his last interviews he did? He like walked up and he's like, so he's like, my deep ball has gotten better, hasn't it? And like the whole like uh, what the whole like interviewer is all like the journalists they just started bursting out laughing and he's like yeah i've come a long way haven't i and i think this especially with the bears losing a lot of key defenders i think he's going to kind of burn them yeah this is a this is a tough one though because you know we've seen we saw with carolina carolina ships out just about every good player that they have and now they're going on a run so like is it possible that we could see something like that from the bears against a Dolphins team that has a lot of internal problems despite having a lot of talent. I think it's entirely possible. That being said, I, I still give it to the Dolphins, but I wouldn't be surprised to see an upset in this one. Yeah, that's interesting. I, that's- I think depending, I think weather, I think that's going to be a factor of the game um, that could help the Bears out. But yeah, I don't know. It's just after for sure don't after all the moves the that the Bears have made, it's just. I don't know. They just don't they don't seem like a complete team anymore right now. That's just my thing with them. It's just we'll have to I see. Mean, 
We'll have to see what they look yeah. like. Yeah, let's after see what after acquiring Claypool and but I don't know. They like just I lost think a lot. I think they got worse. I really I, like. I do think that they got worse through the trades. I do too. Through the trade deadline. I mean, maybe better in the long term, just because you know those the guys who they traded away, they're veteran players and they really need a payday. And I don't think that the Bears are in a position where they're going to be, you know, they, they really should be paying two defenders right now when their offense is in complete shambles the way it is. So, like, it was probably the right move, but I think this year they probably didn't get better for it. But in the long term, I think we'll just have out. to see. I think it's entirely possible that they do. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think they just kind of realized with how hot the Vikings are playing and kind of how the state of, like, the division is this year, it's it's better to start planning for the next season or two than really try to make an effort and fight your way out because it's going to take a lot for the Vikings to come down and one of the divisional teams to come up. Right. Take this season. Try to win as many games as you can, as you always do, but really take this season as a way to try to develop Justin Fields because that's your ticket. That's, that's really the only way that the Bears can come out, you know, on top in the next few years. If I mean, that's what are they? What are the Bears going to do? Draft another Kevin White? Let's not. Do you guys remember that their first round pick and he played like less than half of a season and then never played again? When was that? Uh, they drafted him in like 2013. He was their first round pick. Looked like one of the better receivers in the draft, and they just didn't use him. He didn't have the talent they thought he did, and. I mean, I don't know. When was the last time you saw the Bears draft a stud? That's my point. Is like they're they're taking in all this draft capital, but for what? <laughs> right. I mean, like they've they've had success in the draft on defense. And I mean, that being said, I think it's probably a good strategy if that's how they're gonna end up playing the draft, which I think they have to based on the moves that they made. Either that, you know, I mean, it's looking like it is gonna be a good quarterback draft. So they have they have got options. If they want to move back, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be looking to move forward and pick up a QB early. Are you saying, oh, yeah, all right. Right, no, the the Bears would trade away uh, their pick. They would trade back. You never know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Let's see what else is going on around here. Tom, Tom, the Bucks, they're playing a division rival, I believe. Yeah, let's see. Uh, not not a division rival, but they are playing. Oh, uh, the Rams. Rams. Yep. Yeah, I, I I don't know what to make of that game. I really don't. You know, because Stafford is playing like he's one of the worst QBs in the league this year, and Brady honestly isn't much better right now. I mean, Cooper Cup is going to be questionable, so that's a strike against the Rams right now. I mean, I guess at least Tom Brady has healthy receivers for now. <laughs> I guess I'll say that neither defense has really lived up to total expectations. Uh, both of their running games are in complete shambles. Uh, I think, I guess I still think the Bucks have the slight edge just because they have multiple healthy receiving options. Yeah. I don't know. I, say, that, that'll be a game to watch though. I mean, if the Bucks make Matthew Stafford and the Rams look like, the Super Bowl, you know, how they did last year when they were vying for the Super Bowl. You got to think <laughs> what's really going on down there in Tampa. You know, I mean, each week they're, 
I don't want to say must watch football, but it's definitely, obviously this is something you want to watch because we're all watching the fall of Tom Brady. Yeah, no, this is something that we've never seen before. You know, even in his, he had like what one bad season early in his career, but this is different. This is the longest losing streak that he has ever been on so far. And he's going up against the reigning Super Bowl champions, which they haven't looked their best this year, but it's a real test. Real test for Brady and the Bucks. No, yeah. It is. But yeah, it's kind of sad. It's just like we said, I think I said a week or two ago, it's just all these QBs of kind of like our youth or like childhood and teens are now just kind of becoming washed and Father Time wins all battles at the end. Yeah, he's yet to beat Tom Brady though. I mean Oh, well, it's starting to look like he's 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 starting to make that what three to twenty six comeback. Yeah, twenty eight to three. Yeah, twenty eight to three. Yeah, it looks like we're he's starting to pull it out. Speaking of that, I know uh, I saw, and I don't know if it's true. I don't know if this is verified, but somebody said that oh, Matt 49ers. Ryan, Matt Ryan got benched oh. twenty eight weeks and three days into his tenure with the Colts. Twenty eight weeks and three days. He cannot escape it. So oh, sad. It's been 28 weeks. Uh, I think 28 weeks because he would have been signed in during like the off season. Yeah. So I, again, I don't know if that's verified, but it might have just been a meme. But I believed it. So I mean, huh? Did you guys? I was I was mentioning that there was a report that um, Tom would uh, apparently be open to joining the 49ers instead of retiring. That's wow. Here. Well, yeah, because he likes all the talent over there. That's what he's at now. He's like, let me just move to where all the talent is. Well, he yeah. come to Minnesota. Honestly, like it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility. And here's if if that happens, do you take Tom Brady over Kirk Cousins at this point in both of their careers? No, maybe three, four, maybe two years ago, yes, but no. I just we would have to pay a really large bag. And it would it would still be such a risk. I feel like we would run a lot of Vikings players out of town. Yeah, I think that too. I think a lot of... Well, I guess the thing about Tom Brady is I don't know that you would have to pay him all that much. You know, he's he's notorious for taking team-friendly deals. Yes, so, so that was before he got hit with a divorce. I guess in, in my in my eyes... And this is purely hypothetical. I'm not I'm not advocating necessarily for Tom Brady, but how about this? If if you pay Tom Brady less money than Kirk Cousins, do you take that? Yes. No. No, not after this season, no. Maybe no, last year. After last season, maybe, but I do think Tom is washed. I I'm at the point now where it's just like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Tom is very talented, but it's just he is struggling, and I think finally catching up to him like it does to all older athletes. And it's just I don't want to invest into that. I don't want to put all my cards in a nearly, what, 45, 46-year-old probably at the time, QB? Yeah, I hear you. I think it's one of those things – you know, if he doesn't retire and if he doesn't sign with the Bucks, I think he will go to somebody. I think there will be a team that will be interested in signing Tom Brady. You know, but it's like he's going to have a very small list of teams that he's going to be actually willing to go on. That's yeah. true. 
That is true. Yeah, I, think, I think San Fran is the spot, if any, were to do it. They're at a point where they clearly do not trust their QB room, and they have talent that they want to use on offense. Trade and... Trey Lance to the Vikings. I mean, honestly, like that's that's the move to do. But, man, I don't know. I, I've got trouble. If you just drafted a, a QB, you know, this was supposed to be Trey Lance's, you know, first year out there. The offense is supposed to be his. They got Jimmy G as a backup plan, you know, should anything go wrong. And unfortunately for them, it did. I don't know. I don't know if but they're... Now they're... And now they're like, you know, they get McCaffrey and now it looks like they're wanting to win. What if right. Jimmy takes them to the NFC Championship this year and they lose to the Vikings? Like, what do you do then? Then I think you roll out. I think you got to roll with uh, Trey Lance. It's what they were wanting to do. I, I don't know if that's What do you do with choice. Jimmy then? But I think Jimmy's away really their it. future. They trade yeah. away their future for this guy, and they were willing to hand him the reins at the beginning of the season. We didn't really get a lot of time to see him before he got injured. I don't know, guys. I I think they they're gonna trade Trey away, or Trey's not gonna have a full season for them. No, I think Jimmy's gonna go first. Um, I think, I think Jimmy's if- their. Fr- I think Jimmy Garoppolo has always been their franchise QB. If he's always been the franchise QB, why do they trade up to get a new QB? That's my only question. He was looking a little injury prone. They made a lapse in in judgment. They made a mistake. Are they going to own up to it? I I genuinely think that Jimmy has always been their guy. No. Well, I I think think Jimmy doesn't want to be their guy. I think he's kind of a little peeved with the treatment he's had in this last season. And I think they're winning now. Yeah, unless they can guarantee him he's going to be the starting QB, I have a feeling he's going to look around. And there's a lot of fan bases that would love to have Jimmy G on their roster to get more women to the game. (laughs) It's tough, though, you know, because, like, a lot of these guys, you know, at least, you know, from the outside, you know, when they talk to reporters, you know, they, they appear to be, you know, very, very much team first you know anything you know whatever's putting our team in the right position to win and jimmy g might be at a point in his career where he might just be like you know the best backup in the league after this year it's yeah. it's entirely possible i don't know if the if the baker mayfield to commit to him you know yeah him and baker mayfield the, the perennial backups mm-hmm. yeah yeah I feel, feel so bad for i feel so bad for baker mayfield just pure disrespect from the browns like, you're such a horrible team. This player gets you to the playoffs, literally turns this franchise around and give you the best few seasons you've had in, like, 20 years, and then literally you take the worst, like, person possible to replace him, and he still can't even play yet. Yep. Well, we've done a lot of league talk. Should we do some score predictions? Yes, we should go back to the actual game we are supposed to be discussing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, score predictions for this one. Carrie, do you, do you have a prediction you want to go with? Yeah, I'm going to go Washington 28, Minnesota 20. Oh, I hate you, Carrie. Oof, oof. Yeah. Uh, you watch, you watch, it'll happen. You might be right, but I'm hoping you're not. You know, you talked last week, you know, in the weeks before, you know, coming out of the bye week the pimples got to pop, you know? And I think and I, the, now the lost pimple has to pop. We have to lose a game at some point, right? We already yeah. did. We already did. We took care of that early. And we're probably going to lose in the week after that. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see, you know, how our opinions shift 
Oh yeah, if game. we lose this game, it's going to be demoralizing. And then we have to travel to Buffalo. I don't know. I I'm not saying the tide is going to flip, but what if the tide flips? What if Packers go on a two-game win? St- I I don't no, want to. It. It, I don't want to speak it so, into existence, but I I don't think the Packers are just going to stay sucky the rest of this year. Something's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. I don't think the Vikings quite have a lock on this division yet. It looks really good for them. But like you said, Packers are three and four. We're six and one. We go on a little bit of a losing streak and they get hot for just a little bit. And then it's anybody's division. So, but that being said, you know, we're talking about this game this week, Vikings at the commanders. Um, I don't know. I think, I think they're going to, I think it's going to be kind of another another convincing fashion kind of a win. So I'm going to say Vikings 35, uh, Commanders 24. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go Vikings 23, Commanders 13. Ooh. I I just I don't think the Commanders really have that much firepower. Um. Yeah, they got scary Terry, but I mean, with how Patrick Peterson's playing this year, I'm not too worried about it. I think he'll be able to contain him enough. And, and what if the Vikings uh, go up 28-3? We're not the Falcons. If we go up yeah. 28-3, I think we're looking pretty good. Yeah. And then I think it's just going to set us up for next week to go in and uh, dominate. We got high hopes for next week. No, I, I do too. Honestly, like I've been saying all this time, like, oh, you know, we can't beat the Bills, but we can. I think especially if we come off of this week with a, you know, a convincing win. Well, um, even if we lose this week, I think that's that might be what we need for next week. Um, it might be. Because, I mean, a lot of time, I, oh, I think it was a Jefferson quote. I mean, they were just talking, the Vikings, and they're just sick and tired because they're like, we've just been getting sleeped on this year. Like, we're playing some of the best football this team has ever played, and nobody's giving us the recognition in the league. So I think we got an angry Vikings team, and I like when football teams are angry. That's when you get the best football. It's true. They still have something that they need to prove. Yeah, and I mean, you would think our standings would be what is enough to say, but no, it's a lot of teams are still just, they look at the Vikings and they're like, eh. They're just, I like you said, Carrie. I think a lot of people are waiting for that bubble to pop, and I think the players are going to do everything they can to keep that bubble up in the air. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those things. People look at the Vikings, you know, because obviously the measuring stick of the NFL is the Eagles, and they got they got it handed to them against the Eagles. It was early, early in the season. week, though. It was an early season game. Right. That's just it. It's one of those things where I think the Vikings are one of those teams that you know, are they've been still evolving and they continue to. So I think they're a different team than they were in week two of the season. So I don't know. It, it's it's, it's going to be interesting, but we got this week first before we got the bills. So uh, I don't know. I, I just need, they need to go out there and take care of business. Like they have been doing. Taking care of business. I was just thinking that every, every day. day. Taking care of business. Well, yeah. All right. So do you guys have any other things that you want to uh, close on this uh, this game? No, you like that. So you like that game. You like that. You like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you after the game. It'll be great. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll be celebrating. It'll be fun. We're just putting it into the world.
putting it into existence. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you later, everybody. Peace. And welcome to the after show. I'd like to think that there are people that don't listen to the after show that of the people that do listen that think, why don't they say skull at the end of the because we normally say skull at the at the end of the after show, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And they're like, well, what's changed? You know, they they hear the, the minute of silence or whatever, and then they just they just they leave. They move on to their next podcast or music or whatever. I like to think that the after show listeners are like the true fans, the real fans. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've, we've been getting more than three listens lately, which is great, but I don't know who listens all the way through to the after show. So we, I think it's safe to assume that there's probably three. Doob. Doob. We know you're there. We know you're there and listening. Big shout out. Thanks. Thanks for everything that, uh, that you bring as far as, you know, motivation to do this show. It definitely is much, the, much appreciated. Definitely the number one fan, our biggest, our biggest fan. Right. We should get some merch, honestly. Yeah, we should get like a dupe shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh I don't know. I, something to look into for sure. I don't know how expensive it is to to get it, merch. It's not Probably too bad. Not. My uh my nephew, he has like a YouTube channel and he does it. And he, I mean, like he has everything from t-shirts to flip-flops to coffee mugs. I did and see think, the coffee mug on there. Because I think yeah. it, you can make it for free and then it's just, it just costs to purchase it. So. Okay. Well, that's interesting. After I made our, our, our slick new, uh, new thumbnail, that might be something to look into. Yeah. New logo. Yeah. Yeah. We should make hoodies. I'd wear it. I would too. And we can go sell them at the craft fair in Little Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to bump up the viewers. Getting okay, a bunch so... of boomers to buy, buy their stuff. Right, but you, we could get a few sold there. No, I guarantee you, yeah. If you make them like, good enough, yeah. Right. I mean, might have to spruce it up just a little bit, but you know, we're on the right track. We're getting somewhere. Let's, let's, let's really maximize our earning potential here. Exactly. You know, there's something, something interesting. You know, I was looking at uh, how to, how to get into the press room for the Vikings, and it seems like they made a note: you can't do it if you're just like a podcaster. You need to work for, you know, an accredited 
news source of some kind or some some kind of accredited company. So I think the next step is getting to the press room. You know, I don't well, know if we or we're an LLC. You're saying? Right. I don't know. Is that, just is that start a company like a a news thing? And right. like, yeah, I mean, make an online like start writing articles, or we just have to do like an online blog. Yeah, I mean, whatever the case, I think we have to we have to make ourselves a little more legit here, and then we can take that next step. Let's make a YouTube channel and then make uh, a blog, and there we go. We should have everything. Well, see, this is the thing. Uh, that's another another reason why I decided, you know, we're gonna we're making a change here with that that title. It is now the Minnesota Football Show. It opens us up to, you know, a lot more media, more than just a podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's a good call for the future, you know, whether or not, however long this, this ride goes, you know, I think it's a good call. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, nothing wrong with a little rebrand, an early exactly. rebrand. Exactly. And this is still, you know, early in the grand scheme of you know, how long a lot of shows go, you know, we're, and think about the, you know, most podcasts, you know, especially ones with, you know, friends getting together. It's like, Hey, let's start a podcast. What's the lifespan of those, you know? Right. I don't know. I mean, usually like two, three episodes. <laughs> how right, many episodes exactly. deep are we at this point? A hundred. We're Not probably, quite 100. I'd say we're probably let's around the sixties. Well, okay. I, I can't look at it. I can't look at it right now just because we're in the, yeah, uh, I heard, I think we're probably around six. Let me check. Is it on? I'll check. More silence. <laughs> the after after show. Oh, is it just me? No, no, I'm here, Carrie. I'm here. I'm just. I'm looking up to see how many episodes we've done. There's got to be a, a super easy way to see, especially probably from Mikey's end. Man, what is, uh, what's the old hold up there, fellas? Oh, are you just literally counting all of this? He's counting. I can hear him counting to himself. Crazy. It's oh, like fifty-six. It, it's like fifty-six episodes. Yeah, I did. I did find it. It's gonna be fifty-seven. Yeah, that's wow. the fifty-seven. Wow. Did you guys lose me on the audio for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, it was weird. just me there for a moment because Austin was counting out loud <laughs> to himself. I was just here by myself. No, that's weird. I was, I was totally, I was, I was counting out loud, but I, I left, I left the app to do it. Usually, I'm, I'm able to do that, but guess not. No, that's how we can tell if anybody's ever cheating during the games if you lose their voice, <laughs> yeah. if you can't hear them. Especially you with your Google phone. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Google phones. They're taking over. I think I read a statistic: most people in the world have Android, anyways. Yeah. Well, not here. Not oh wow that was a boomer that was a boomer quote yeah, if I've ever heard one. You don't get like dead, Mikey. You can get out of our country. Oh, if you don't got an iPhone, you can leave. And if you got a bike, you can leave too. I'll help you pack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's getting canceled again. He is, man, Mikey. You lost us all the Android viewers now and all bike riders. 
I know, I know. It's 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 a problem. Uh, I'm I'm a problem. I'm probably next women. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm gonna say something incredibly sexist. <laughs> next. Oh. Yeah. Mikey, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cancel you. You're gonna you're gonna carry on without me. Yeah, we'll I'm get, being We'll get Drew to take your spot. <laughs> yeah, I'm... we'll get Doob. <laughs> Mikey's like, I started this business. <laughs> I feel like Norman Osborne. You know how much yeah. I sacrificed? <laughs> I started this company. <laughs> We're taking you out, Mike. You're out, Norman. You started to become too sympathetic for the Bears. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I've, I've sensed that as well. But yeah, where do your true motivations lie, Mikey? Where do my true motivations lie? You already know. You can't even say it anymore. I'm oh a no! Man through and through, my blood runs purple. Always, yeah, will. but you know, always there's, will. you know, there's always some, will. There's some blood there that might be a little, a little bit navy orange, a little bit of navy and rustic orange. Not, oh, not through my veins. Not through hey, my. It's veins. better than green and yellow. That is true. Oh, we can we can agree. If there on were any that. hint of green and yellow, you would be nuked from the well, I mean, Austin here was raised by Packers fans, so it's amazing that you turned out the way you did. I know, it, it took a lot, but hey, I'm glad I made it on the other end. Absolutely. It's also a, even just a wonder that you, you can form full sentences if you were raised by Packers fans. <laughs> it is true. It, it, one thing I will say, it did give me a great appreciation for cheese. Mm. Yeah, no, nothing better than, than a good cheese. Good cheese. Oh, some, Gouda, some pepper jack. Pepper jack's my favorite. Mm. Do Packers fans defend Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre amid their controversies? Oh, I guarantee, yeah, yeah, I, I guarantee it. I don't know about Brett Favre these days. I don't know of anybody really who's defended him anymore. If anybody, it's in Green Bay. But even like pro vax and pro giving money to the hungry, are they are they like the? Are even the super progressive Packers fans defending them at this point? I mean, I don't know. You hope not. You hope that there are some some Packers fans with some brain cells out there, but there would be no way of knowing. Yeah. I think most huh. of the Packers fans' heads are kind of hollowed like the cheese. Right. I guess I guess the nice thing is I don't think we have any Packers fans who like are listening to this show. And if they are, they probably aren't listening this far. Unless your mom does, Austin. Oh, I guarantee she doesn't. I don't think she knows how to work a podcast. <laughs> That's totally Maybe fair. Connor. Maybe our friend Connor might be listening every once in a while. Maybe. Maybe. You know, I mean, love the guy, but you just hope that he doesn't hear all these terrible things that we're saying about him and his brain. Oh, I hope he does. Mm-hmm. The sad Maybe. thing is he's a teacher, so I can only imagine what he's teaching the youth of America. Exactly. Like, that, that's the most messed up part. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got a Packers pendant hanging in his room. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, you he hate, does. I guarantee it. Hate to see it. Oh, yeah. You hate to see Packers fans in positions of that where they're, they're influencing the future of our country. Right, they're raising the children of America. Yeah, no, I just, mm, I don't like they're it. They're raising them wrong. 
you know, the, all these controversies in school about what they can and can't teach and banning books and all this stuff. We need to ban Packers fans as teachers. That's messed up. I think it's fair. Yeah. yeah no, they shouldn't be able to have any, they shouldn't be able to have any jobs. If it was up to me, <laughs> there would be no <laughs> Packers fans. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll just we'll take them care of them. We'll get rid of them all. Right. I'm going to I think I might I might run for governor. And that would be like one of the things like that might be one of the things that I run on. No Packers gonna... fan will have a job in the state of Minnesota. God, you run for governor so in the state bad. of Minnesota on the promise of eliminating Green Bay. The entire city <laughs> is just going to be as what you run on. <laughs> Starting a foremost, new civil I'd war. Like to say that Green Bay sucks. <laughs> and I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm, I would actually be happy as w- I'm sure a lot of you would if it was gone. I mean, Barack Obama was a, a Chicago guy. You know, he was a Bears fan. He is a Bears fan. He's not dead. Yeah, well, like, I can get past that because he's Obama, you know. Whatever. But... Barely, yeah. Oh, a Bears fan. A Bears. I love how we, just, we hate Chicago fans. We hate Green Bay fans. But we never say anything bad about Detroit fans. Well, yeah, no, I mean, they have it hard enough already. You just yeah, feel we... bad for them. That's really what it is. It's just like, come on, just take second, get a wild card spot. No, we'd love to see it go one and done in the playoffs. That would be excellent. It'd be wonderful. And it would be one of the best seasons that you've had in a very, very, very long time. And that should be enough for you. I think in my whole life, I can only, re- I think they've what made the playoff once that I can remember. Maybe. I don't think they even have. Maybe not. I thought they did once with Calvin Johnson. I think yeah, they might have made the playoffs. I don't know if they had a playoff win. They haven't had a playoff. No, win. no. I just I think they made it. I think they just made it once with him. I think that's true because I feel like I do remember seeing a graphic of like all of the NFC North winners over the last like ten or twenty years. They haven't though. Like, I think Tampa won it earlier than they did. Yeah, no. You know, honestly, that's what it is. Yep, Tampa. That was that was it. Tampa has won the NFC. Well, I guess they were the NFC Central. They have won our division more recently than the Lions have. It's messed up. It's oh, messed well. up that they put Tampa in our division. Like, it's yeah, you're close weird. enough to Minnesota and Chicago and Green Bay. Like, right. Like those four teams: Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago, Detroit. They're actually pretty concentrated. Like, pretty close. No, yeah, we're but very. Like, what the, the heart of the Tampa doing here? They're certainly not central, even when we were the NFC Central. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. But anyway, probably got to sign out, huh? Yeah, because you're going to have to get over here soon. Yeah, yeah. We're watching uh, Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Starts at 11. I got to go yeah. run to the store and grab some stuff. Yeah, it'll be great. Do you need me to grab anything? No, I don't know. I don't. What do we? What do we want to eat? I was probably just gonna grab like a pizza or something. That's fine with me. I will grab some soda or some drinks or something. Yeah, I was gonna grab a twelve, two twelve packs. Or is there a preference you want of something? I'll take whatever you got. Sounds good. Yeah, I was just gonna run to Target quickly and grab that all. Sweet. I love that. Now, now people know our plans. We've been doing this, you know, just letting people know our personal plans. But the nice <laughs> thing is, this thing is not. At this point, we're not live show. So, like, maybe someday no. we will be. Yeah, I really want us to get to a point of, like, actually, like, streaming. And, like, yeah, making... Fun. Bring right, up right, graphics. Now, right now, this seems like all we can handle. But, you know, eventually, maybe we'll be able to handle more. 
No, because Terry's a busy, busy boy. Mm. Sorry. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do your job. You gotta, gotta live your life, man. That's it's more important than any any podcast. Whoa, whoa, Nelly. All right, I gotta go. Later, right. guys. Bye. We'll see you. Skull. Skull.